Welcome to our weekly podcast. This is Alan Spiegel. I'm so excited to share with you today some things concerning knowing and hearing the voice of God. I am the director, founder of Safe Harbor International Network of Ministers, Journey School of Ministry, and GraceChannel.com. And I am excited to be able to share some things with you today that will hopefully enable you, empower you to be able to, to know when God's speaking to you without a shadow of a doubt. I've had so many people through the years, you know, ask me this question, how do I know? You know, how do you know when God's speaking to you? How do you recognize? How do you know that you know that you know that it was God speaking to you and not something you ate or something somebody said or, or whatever the case may be? You know, one of the things we talked about last week was one of the ways that you train yourself to hear the voice of God is through the written word, because everything is always going to uh, have to be backed up by what the word says. In other words, if Jesus walked into the room and and uh, said something to you, you always have to judge it by what the word of God says. Does the Bible back that up? It, because we know for sure that it is inspi- the inspired, God-breathed Word from our Heavenly Father. And so it's so easy, however, to get tangled up and forget how simple it can be. You know, once we learn to recognize, if you didn't listen to me last week, go back and listen to that. But it, once we learn to recognize the voice of our Father, All the other voices fade in the distance. It doesn't matter what is being said or who is saying it. We've got to learn to recognize one voice. That's what Jesus said in John 10. You know, when he talked about the, my sheep know my voice, the voice of a stranger, they won't follow. They hear my voice. They will follow me. I lead them in. I lead them out. I lead them because they know my voice. And again, He said, they will not follow the voice of a stranger. Now, I'm going to go a little bit further today about how do you know that you know this is God speaking to me? We talked about some things, how he'll speak to us the same way. Uh, You know, if if you're a detailed person, he's probably going to give you a lot of details. If you're uh, not a detailed person, probably going to give you a few words. But there's some uh, three other things that I want to mention uh, that I think really uh, back up and is very important to, to, to know these things, recognize these things so that we know that, that we're hearing the voice of God when he does speak. You know, one of the things that I've learned through the years is, is God's voice is always going to be filled with love and acceptance. But Adam, what about when I mess up? We'll talk about that in a minute. But his voice is going to be, when he speaks to us, it's going to be, excuse me, filled with love and acceptance. It's going to draw us near to him. You know, one translation says that um, when we have, I think it's in the book of Hebrews, it talks about that he's, we, he will be merciful to our unrighteousness. I think actually the, the, the original language says our unrighteousness is, in other words, our deeds. 
And so when I look at that scripture, one of the things that I discovered as I studied that through the years is that even in our failure, we'll talk some more about this in a minute, that he's going to have a cheerfulness that attracts. A cheerfulness that attracts. Okay, so his voice is always going to be one of love and acceptance. He's not going to push us away. He's going to draw us to. There, there, there's just something, because he's God and God is love, but in his love, he will draw us to him. You know, it's like the scripture says, let us come boldly to the throne of grace. You know, that we may find grace to help us in a time of need. And, and you know, one of the greatest times of needs that we have in our life is when we have failed. And that leads us to the second part of knowing whether it's God speaking to us or not. And, and that is that when he corrects us, he does so without degrading us. When God corrects, listen, listen, if you are hearing a voice in your head or through other people that degrades you because of your failure. Now, I'm not saying God's happy about your failures, but he's not going to degrade you. He's not going to belittle you. He's not going to push you away. He's not going to say, how many times have I told you? You know, How many times are you going to let me down? He's not, he's not going to do that. And, and the voice that says that is the voice of religion. It's, it's the voice of condemnation, which is fearful expectation of judgment. It's, it's a living by the law, trying to be right with God through our performance. And, and see, when you have that working in you, and you mess up, he's going to correct. But his correction is not going to be degrading. In other words, when God corrects us, he's going to do it in such a way that we feel better about ourselves when it's over. Not worse, better. He will have, as I said a minute ago in Hebrews, cheerfulness that attracts. Even in our failures, his love is going to attract us to him. It's going to pull us toward him, not as religion would do, and push us away. Jesus said this to the scribes and the Pharisees. Jesus said, you lay all these heavy burdens on all these people, but you do not even lift a finger. You don't lift a finger to help these people. You keep adding and adding and adding and adding more reasons for them to fail. And he was really saying to the scribes and the Pharisees, it's like you get honor out of it. You get some kind of courage out of it. You get some kind of boldness out of it. But see, that's not God's way. So in any time, listen, any time we feel that way, it's not God. It's the voice of religion. It's the voice of the past. It's the voice of what religion told us in, in the past time. You know, in John 10, you know, if you read that whole passage of Scripture, it goes on down, starts out in the first five verses, talking about the shepherd and the sheep, my sheep know my voice, et cetera, et cetera. And then it gets down to verse 10. Well, it starts out talking about anybody who tries to come into the sheepfold 
They got to come through me. And then it gets down to verse 10. It says, but the thief cometh not to steal, kill, and destroy. I've come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. Now, I understand and know that's what the devil is in context of what Jesus was saying. That's not the emphasis. The emphasis is religion. If you try to climb into the sheepfold any other way other than coming through Jesus, he said the same, anybody who tries to get there any other way than Jesus, the same as a thief and a robber. And he said, and the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Religion works righteousness, trying to get good enough to get God to speak to us. Religion in and of itself leads us down a path of destruction. Religion is a thief. It comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And so when God corrects us, he doesn't take us to the woodshed. You know, he doesn't take us out and, and beat us. You know, he loves us enough that when we fail to listen, that he will allow us to experience consequences to our stupidity. He will allow us to, to do that when we won't listen to him. But at the same time, you know, he, he's not degrading us. He, he's not pulling us back. He's not making us start over, go to the end of the line. That's religion's way. And that religion comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. Okay, so how do I know when God's speaking? His voice, that whatever I'm hearing, is going to be filled with love and acceptance, even in correction. Even in correction, you know, uh, he's not degrading. He corrects us without degrading. Colossians, I think it's Colossians 4, 6, says, let your speech be always with grace, God's ability. Let your speech be always with grace that you may know how to respond to every man. And so when I read that verse of scripture, you know, when, when I was growing up, my grandfather had a, uh, a smokehouse. And somebody heard me say that one time and thought that I was talking about a place where you go smoke. No, it's a place where they cured meat. You know, that was a, they had a fire going. They'd salt the meat down and it was a big process that they took things through. We well, see one of the things I learned as a little boy growing up, the way he used the salt preserved the meat because they didn't have refrigeration like we have today when I was a little kid growing up, a little boy. But that salt not only preserved the meat, but you know, salt is a natural preserver, but salt also burns when it gets in a wound. And that's what Paul said in Colossians. Let your speech we all be always with grace. Let it be a natural preserver. See, God preserves us when we fail. And the voice that he speaks to us with is one that cheers us on, one that encourages us in what we're doing. And, and that does lead me to the third one. I already mentioned it, actually. And God's, God's voice, again, number one, it's filled with love and acceptance. Number two, even in correction, he doesn't degrade us. And number three, it's a voice that cheers us on. It's a voice that encourages us to be all we can be. 
See, any voice that speaks down to you, any voice that tells you that you're a failure or you'll be a failure, any voice that does that, dismiss it because that's not the way your heavenly father speaks to you. I don't care who the prophet is, the prophetess is, or what book you read it in. If it comes across in a way that it causes you to want to quit, throw the towel in, give up, flag it in, forget that voice, put it behind you, put it behind you. You don't, don't listen to that nonsense because Jesus said, I've come that you may have life and that you can have it more abundantly. You know, when I think about him speaking to us, I think about back in our, through my life, how many times I know that I know that the Lord spoke to me. And me, like everybody else, there's been times I thought the Lord spoke to me and he didn't. It didn't work out. You know, um, if you think sometimes you've heard from God, you know, be careful how you share it and who you share it with. But don't go around throwing that terminology around very lightly, the Lord said, because I'm telling you, when you say the Lord said, you better be sure the Lord said, because once you say that, it takes a whole different weight of responsibility comes with it. I can remember so many times through the years, people would come to me and they'd say, Pastor, I feel like the Lord said I'm to do such and such. Okay, so why are you talking to me? Well, I want to see what you thought about. Well, it don't make a difference what I think about it. If the Lord spoke that to you, that's between you and him. You, you've got to run with it yourself. You've got to take it and, and do something with it. You've, you've got to be the one. You've got to be the one to do something with it. So, but, but be careful how you toss that around. Okay, so, but God encourages you. You know, the Bible says, though a righteous man falls seven times, he gets up again. Why does he keep getting up again? Because he knows his God is with him. His God is for him, and his God is not going to let him down. Well, join us again next week. We'll go further with some other things. Uh, we're so excited about this. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, uh, tell your family. Uh, plug them into our podcast and, and help us spread the word and help people see God the way he really is. Blessings to you. See you next time.